Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. All right. Welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith here once again with my buddies through the miracle of computer phone here with a festive Chuck Anderson. Hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now. And a holly jolly John Burr. Bah humbug. <laughs> my, I tried my best FM radio. Uh, I'm leaning into <laughs> it. John Burr, the Grinch that stole the Christmas. Uh, the Christmas joy hasn't been robbed for you, John. It's been a tribulation. Uh, a so, bit. yeah. I don't. I don't know if this is some sort of coping mechanism, but yeah. when things get super unbelievably bad, yeah, I tend to do the thing where I like reassess my life and decide that you know what could be worse. Mm. Oh. You know what I mean? Start like, looking at I, the uh, the others less fortunate. What are we talking yeah, about? Yes, uh, okay. I, I, pretty, I pretty much take gloat, stock. Uh, yeah, I pretty much gloat over the truly impoverished. Mm. <laughs> and, and I basically, I basically, I basically point to the scoreboard. And I like, think, oh. I, yeah, that's. I believe that was the end of Dickens' uh, Christmas uh, Christmas Carol. Yeah, yeah, but that's let's just uh, let's just say that uh, could be worse. Uh, t- Tennesseans ain't built for this. Whatever yeah. this weather is, our homes, our structures. Are you, uh, are you guys, you know, it is, it's a crutch yes. where sometimes I'm like, well, so the weather's rough here and then it's obviously bad radio. But I mean, before Christmas, we were afflicted with something to endure. Our our, our homes are not meant to endure single digits, as it turns no. out. And um, you, John, you had uh, some pipes freeze and burst. Yes. So I guess we'll go through it because it is kind of funny. So Christmas Eve. <laughs> no, a humor is disaster plus time. And right. it's, been, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. been four days, right? That's yeah. that enough time? Christmas Plenty. Eve, I am. It's the day before Christmas. I'm about to embark on this epic, four, what turns out to be four half hour, four person involved construction of a child's kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so before you're going to embark on such a arduous journey, what do you do? You sit down, you have a nice long constitutional, right? Okay. Right. Um, as I'm engaging my um bidet as you would right uh i feel a slight trickle not only on one end but on the other hmm. uh, oh, the bidet was the clue i immediately start to be like 
the strength of my bidet is yeah. very weak. Also, yeah. is it somehow landing on my head? Have I opened a wormhole on my head? <laughs> and as I look like up, Half Life, as I look up, the light fixture falls onto my face, <laughs> and water just starts coming through my bathroom ceiling. Oh, so we end up uh, pipe bursts over my bathroom. There was a pipe in our attic that we didn't even know existed. Uh, that was ancient and uh, and ran to the outside. I mean, we had, we did everything you're supposed to do, but yeah, that burst. And then after three days without water, and we stay in the house despite having family all around. We stay in the house because you know we've assembled this Christmas tree and all the tree presents yeah. are there, and we want her to have this thing. And you know, so we're like you know dumping in buckets, and it's a nightmare. And we don't love <laughs> each other anymore. There's never mm. it's it's very bad. But finally, we get water after three days. But then. The day we get water back, while the plumber is fixing the house, the pipes burst in my back studio. So it's just been. Uh, What's well, one of those? I so we are supposed to leave town. Yeah, know, to, we're going to Knoxville for the in-laws, and we're beset with these freezing temperatures. You know, below what normally is, and so we have all the we have all the pipes just the water running. We're not dripping, like dripping. No, I don't know. It's a full flow. Yeah, yeah we're just <laughs> leave the water on. Um, yeah, that's what we were doing too. Just and we so, were so afraid. So we, I thought I thought we'd endured it because we'd made it through like the the, the it'd been like 48, 48 hours of of nine degrees outside and we're like all right so I think I think if it hadn't done it yet hopefully we're all right and we're we're like hours away from leaving we're packing the car and we've got the sink on running and then the boy goes to the refrigerator he's like the water's not working in the refrigerator and I'm like oh I guess this thing is that's kind of messed up it's an old refrigerator and so it, it takes us a second and then I realize the sink's running it's set to warm. What if I go over to cold? Nothing. I'm like, oh, now yeah. our pipes frozen. <laughs> so I'm like, can we leave you know, town? That, you know, that's interesting. I wonder if, because we we had started using warm water in our trickle. Yeah. And I'm wondering if we trickled incorrectly. Well, I was I was super confused. And again, please let me know if you're a listener. <laughs> yeah. I was super confused because I thought our issue with our old home, basically everything's been replaced inside. But I thought like we have this shaded area where the water comes from the street. And like maybe it's just, even though it's in ground, I, I thought we can froze there. But I'm like... But if it's already gotten to the point where it splits between hot and cold, it's got to be somewhere in my house. I have no idea where it is, you know. And so, <laughs> so our our thought now is, can we leave the home for days, not knowing if our pipes are going to burst? And the thing that really assured me it was okay to leave town, and this hadn't occurred to me, even though I consider myself to be somewhat intelligent, um, everything online's like, hey, if your pipe has burst, you don't got to worry about it until it thaws. I'm like, ah. That makes sense to me. <laughs> but the, the ice isn't going to come through the wall or something. So we went, yeah. I went to the street and we'd already planned this as a backup. I, I cut off the water to the house. Just that totally. is hard, by the way. Well, see, I've, we've, we've lived a nightmare uh, in this yeah. home for 12 years and now I can do it quickly. Um, so I, I cut off the water at the street. I emptied out all the warm water as far as I could tell. We just emptied all the water out of everything. We left town and we're like, listen, when it thaws, We'll figure out if we got a problem. As far as I can tell, two days later, no problem for us. So we so we got lucky as far as ours. I'm sorry you were not as lucky, John. So our sundry plumbers that came to the house all looked like Martin Sheen at the end of or at the beginning of Apocalypse Now. <laughs> and they told me figures that I had to be apocryphal. You but mean things... gorgeous? They'd been through it. Um uh they both told me what had to be apocryphal numbers of like 90% of apartment complexes in the greater Nashville area 
had pipes burst. Yeah. So like my, my super precious parents, like they, they drove over on Christmas day from Mount Juliet, about 30 minutes away from Nashville. Yeah. I was about to say, isn't this just what's done? Uh, very sweet of them, but still, <laughs> like, you know, like I wasn't, we weren't with them on Christmas day. And so they came over to make sure there was no noticeable leaks, but uh, yeah, we're, we've endured. I'm sorry you had to go through all that. Um, was this the worst part of your Christmas or did anyone, were there any lower it got portions wor- it got for wor- any of it you got guys? Worse on, it got worse on Christmas Day when the uh, Grizzlies played the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. man, that ruined that. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was thinking about how, I mean, honestly, John, I was thinking about you because every year we've done the show, you know, we do we do a par fadeaway. We've done and something like. I always like, do Christmas. No, but we, I'm saying we've done something like 600 par fadeaways. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's not like 400, but whatever. We've done a lot. We've done hundreds of par fadeaways, and every year for Christmas, you look forward to the Christmas Day games. You always say, I love them. "You know what? This is part of my thing." Maybe you don't have. Maybe I, I don't know your personal life is how important the Christmas tradition is to you, but I do know the basketball part of Christmas huge, and it's a yes. thing that you love. And this is the first year ever that your team, the Grizzlies was on it and could not have been more unpleasant. It was one of the <laughs> more unpleasant so. games ever. I thought so until Tuesday, which may have been more unpleasant. <laughs> no, I didn't mind losing, losing to the Suns without Devin Booker doesn't bug me. Cause uh, I don't dislike them so much. I dislike right. uh, uh, the warriors Cooper. and, um, I, I used to like Clay Thompson. I don't like Clay Thompson yeah. anymore. He seems, oh no. He seems <laughs> mean. He's number one. He's surpassed Raymond as like. I used to love Clay, hated. man. I thought yeah. everyone's like, man, Clay's so cool. He's so calm. He's so like relaxed. I mean, he's y'all so brought ch- it. Y'all he's brought so a angry. sociopath, the sociopath out of that man. He yeah. smokes weed and rides in boats wearing a captain's hat. Yeah, and he he wanted to skin Dylan Brooks alive. He's he not. He wanted to turn. He's his not body the cuddly into, Clay I thought existed. No, he he was full. I got four. He was yeah. yelling. He was retaliating, and I mean, y'all woke up a part of him. I don't think he knew existed. Dylan, Dylan Brooks is broken. His post game comments were not <laughs> not the comments of a man who's what, still uh, sure. What of I can't himself. get over about so so Dylan Brooks went off on the referees yeah. about the refereeing being just unhinged and just they have to do better. As of this recording, he has not been fined. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Are the Grizzlies not getting fined for all their comments about the referees that the referees are just taking it out on them? Is there a Sternian like controversy to just let the Grizz continue to run their mouths? Man, I am, that's what I'm saying. This is so I am, weird. I am concerned that we are becoming like the villains of the NBA. Like I know Chuck has already turned against us. I know in my I, NBA threads and our Patreon only NBA Slack chat. Everyone roots against the Grizzlies pretty hard. We knew it was uh, we knew it was coming. I'm trying I mean, it, to I never inevitable. know anything's coming. I'm trying <laughs> desperately to um find a way to embrace my like inner Ric Flair. Like oh be the be bad like, guy. Yeah, be the bad guy. But I gotta admit, as a fan of mostly plucky underdogs my entire life, yeah. This is going to take some getting used to. Chuck, you're very used to I agree. This. I'm versed as a well front running hog calling. We, hey, fan. look, don't be mad at me because we have Pat Riley and you guys had Chris Wallace. See, I need don't to, I need to master me. this tone of voice. Don't be mad at me because we use the word culture instead of saying dynasty when we've won multiple championships and you haven't. I also, you make a good point, but so much of this stuff, as someone who covers the Grizzlies, I don't hear about it until I hear it from the other teams. 
I had no idea Dylan Brooks. Maybe this is just my fault for just being bad at my I mean, job. It's, uh, I don't. I didn't know Dylan Brooks <laughs> called the Grizzlies a dynasty. And then I hear like they're talking about being a dynasty. I'm like, who? When? It's like, what are we talking about? Is this did did like the did did the SB Nation Grizzlies do something dumb again? Like I'm like, what are they no. talking about? And I'm like, oh, I guess Dylan said some basketball weird. players. I never know about the stuff they're actually doing. I thought I thought we traded for Danny Green because Danny Green was going to take the team offline. I thought that's what his locker room <laughs> leadership was supposed to be about. Be hey, le, hey, be less hey online, guys. guys. Dylan Brooks doesn't even have Twitter. When is he saying these things? He's saying them sometime. And and ja, I mean, Jaw can back it up on the court, and he's incredible, and he's spectacular, and all that stuff. But you got to be like, you got to at least recognize that there are good players, good teams in the West, right? No. Like you can't just assume that you're going to walk through the West. Especially well, that, when that quote was goaded out top. of jaw. That was, that was just a sound. Know, but that still, was you got to be careful, especially you got to be, you got to be, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. And it's, it's can that I, time can, where can, the, the tides are turning. You got to be careful. Fans, old fans will remember a segment we had called text from a scorned heat fan. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Might I pull up the text <laughs> from one Grizzlies fan that i correspond with during the course of a game and just read them aloud without editing okay <laughs> we have to kill them kill is in all caps no quarter for the enemy clay thompson's head on a pike stuff <laughs> has to be embarrassing oh my stupid nephew is here talking stuff it's on <laughs> we suck in big games <laughs> what the f jaron what does he not understand <laughs> that was a clear foul. Honestly, I'm afraid to play the Warriors because I think Draymond <laughs> because I think Draymond will try to willfully hurt Jaw. This is the biggest defeat of my life. I might punch a 12-year-old. Send Jaron to the hustle. We are the we are the worst shooting team ever. We will always just be the Grizzlies. Not oh. watching anymore. Not watching anymore. Wish Jaw hadn't said that stuff about not being worried about the West. Looks like a <laughs> looks like a fool. I no longer have TV control. I can watch it now. What's that? I'm watching the game now. Grizzlies got to make a trade. Dylan Brooks. <laughs> Dylan Brooks equals Adolf Hitler. <laughs> and then radio silence for two days. And oh. that was not me. By the way, that's, that's, yeah, just uh, literally, that's not me. I get so I get sullen and bitter. I get I don't I don't rage, tweet, or text. I I, I become withdrawn and then start making jokes. So uh, that, yeah. hey yeah. guys, just a, if it w makes you feel better, nobody beats the Warriors in Oakland or in yeah. in the Bay right. Area anymore. Yeah. They're not in Oakland anymore. They, they, they are staff. They they are unbeatable. Yeah. Uh, in their home court. So they if you want to beat them, it's, hopefully you play them at home. Well, I'll, I'll continue. I was not just totally dismayed and decided to, like I said last week, go to Memphis to watch them play the Suns. Yeah, you uh, did. I am now dismayed. Yes. <laughs> if, your team, if, your team, if your team gets wrecked on Christmas Day, don't think you can rally the troops by driving by yourself to Memphis to watch a game because <laughs> you will drive. You will then have to drive 
home by yourself <laughs> four and a half hours thinking about why did I do this? <laughs> there is nothing worse than that Memphis to Nashville drive home after a Grizzlies loss. Uh, it's uh, uh. no Chuck. Let's. What was your? Do you? Let's just talk. Was I you, went, What was I your went best up. thing of Christmas and your worst? Did you have any worst moment of Christmas? So I ended up with my girlfriend at her parents' house in northern Indiana, which is the middle of the bomb cyclone, the is eyeball near, of it. Is that near oh, Harry? Oh, you got some bomb cyclone. Yeah. It's about 35 minutes, 40 minutes from Gary. Okay. There's a very famous shrimp place in Gary. I'll t- well, we'll talk offline. Roger that. <laughs> but it was negative eight degrees with yeah. 32 mile an hour winds, and it felt like negative 45 outside you, did you you went outside just Real to check field. it out you're like i gotta know no, i went outside to do a polar bear plunge because my girlfriend's parents live on a pond oh yes so sir. I, I wanted to wim hoff it so i go out there in snow boots and shorts no hat no gloves and i i took a shovel just in case i needed a breakthrough the pond was frozen solid i walked on it couldn't do it it was so cold couldn't do a polar bear plunge are, so that was my Christmas. I was stuck in the house. Are polar bear plunges recommended when it's that cold? Do you need to have any you can do, preparation? You just, what? I mean, I Does do your body, can it go into shock? No, I mean, it can if you're a wimp. What's better for you? A pound of raw ground beef every morning or jumping in frozen pond when it's I think, minus 45 I think, wind chill? So we were going to, I was just going to be a quick in and out. I wasn't going to spend yeah. time in there. I wanted to just shock my system, come inside and take a hot shower. But I couldn't. It was so cold, a pond froze over. Yeah. So that was my Christmas. I was it was in I was inside and then I had a sinus infection. Life is great, guys. Life is great. But I am happy yeah, I no, don't. I'm sorry. Own... You're saying you went outside wearing no clothes and then got ill afterwards. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's what I just probably heard. could be related. But I am grateful that I can call my landlord when things go bad in my house. That's oh. one thing I I know yeah. you guys like have equity and like are building wealth that you could pass on to people. But I don't, the things that you own end up owning you. Yeah, and a tremendous all I amount of stress. Yeah. A lot of stress. I'm so, I wasn't worried at all if my pipes burst. I was like, oh, good. I Maybe I could get, I do have renter's insurance. I could oh, probably yeah. get a new couch. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I, I, I think people really overestimate what insurance companies will do for you sometimes. That's true. Well, <clears throat> I, I, <laughs> I have USAA. Okay. Oh, yeah, so. you're living a different life. There you go. <laughs> my so my my worst thing of Christmas was was not specifically the anxiety over the the pipes, but I guess like we decided to travel, and it was so cold that you know that day, and I'm traveling with small kids. I decided, hey, it's smart. At least maybe in my car, I should probably put a very basic survival kit. Just have some blankets, some water. You know, maybe it's an extra pair of gloves, like two pairs of gloves for every person. I'm like, I'll bring a flashlight. I'll bring a little small pocket knife just in case, worst case scenario. And nothing bad happened. But then we get to Christmas morning and I've been carrying this pocket knife around um, for <laughs> <laughs> for a couple of days. I'm not, I'm not a knife guy. And um, and Christmas morning comes and my son gets like this little watch thing that like has a band and like scissors aren't doing it because there's no there's no gap. Is this another you bleed everywhere story? Yeah, there's a there's a I only got a handful of story genres. Um, this is a there's no gap for the scissors to go underneath this little plastic 
band, and I'm like, all right, I'll get, my, I'll get this tiny, and I'm talking, this is not one of those terrifying, huge butterfly blades that Chuck left in my yard one time. <laughs> this is the world's most adorable knife. It is so small. And so, like, I, I, I wedge it sideways under the plastic thing, and then I start turning it and getting a little loose. I'm sawing, I'm sawing, I'm sawing, and then it pops through, and I just jam it into my finger. Like, like, like of the offhand. And I'm like, oh man, I cut myself. And so like I jam it in. I'm like, that's going to bleed a lot. Cause that was just a knife that I just stabbed my, my, my index finger with. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so it's like the whole family. It's, it's my, it's my two kids, my wife, her parents, um, my brother and sister-in-law, their two kids and a baby. Um, so we're all around and I, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to bleed a lot. I cut myself. So I, I, I'm holding the thing tight on my finger and I, for the first time in my life, had the like the vasovagal uh, reaction to my own blood. I've always been like, listen, it's if, if I'm having, if I'm, listen, if I'm getting a vasectomy, I might I'm freak out. I'm having it now. I'm but I've never ever had it when it was my own thing. And I'm just like squeezing my finger like, I don't want to like make a big deal because that's embarrassing. And, um, but I can feel like my face getting hot. I'm getting kind of sweaty. And I'm like, uh, luckily, I, luckily I, I got a great life partner. And, uh, and, I, and I'm looking uh -huh. at her and I'm like, I'm like, I'm not doing well. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm like, but don't say anything. Um, so she's, she, she, uh, she's like, I'm, so she went and gets me some grapes, get to munch on some grapes, get that blood sugar back up, get my blood pressure back going. So I survived. I just stabbed myself with again, the world's daintiest knife. Um, and, uh, yes, I'm not a knife guy. So that, that was probably <laughs> the, the low point was uh luckily it was a clean cut it, it sealed up nice uh but uh you know a, so a solid one hour of bleeding um we were taking turns opening presents i just skipped a few rounds it was cool no one uh, i don't think anyone <laughs> um suspected anything uh anyways we should probably uh move forward with the uh, yeah. for format of the show we've talked basketball <laughs> we've already covered the grizzlies don't need to talk about them again uh, hopefully right uh no uh, how about breakfast <laughs> breakfast gentlemen chuck you got a, you got any breakfast uh, tales for us Today I did a homemade avocado toast, but mm. I'm not going to talk about that. Lovely. I'm going to talk about, so you guys remember I went to that place in Alabama called Big yeah. Bad Breakfast and yeah. everybody wore shirts that said Lard Had Mercy. Well, yes. apparently it's a, it's a chain. Yeah, it's and here. There's, there's one on Charlotte Avenue yeah. in oh. Nashville. So I went to that and I had the Moab, which yes. is the mother of all biscuits. Yes. Um, which is that biscuit that I told you like was an incredible homemade biscuit made all the time fresh with a fat pickle brine piece of chicken, fried chicken in it, and then a slice of cheese and some like hash brown cakes. And that was yesterday. And it was <clears throat> tremendous. So let's talk about the Moab. Uh -huh. I've had it. I like it. I like everything you described. However, I am concerned that I don't think the biscuit is an order of magnitude better than a Cracker Barrel biscuit. Nor do I think the hash browns are an order of magnitude better, nay, are probably worse than uh, Waffle House hash browns. And finally, and furthermore, I cannot say that that chicken biscuit sandwich is an order of magnitude better than Chick-fil-A. It's so not why am I going to wait? A very long time, <laughs> a big bad breakfast to eat there ever again. I ask you. Uh, you're right. Now, while I would compare that chicken biscuit to a Hardee's chicken biscuit, that's where I would go with it. 
It is it is not as enjoyable as a Bojangles chicken biscuit. It's not. It's not. The chicken. And therefore. <laughs> yeah, it is a $9 biscuit. Um, probably shouldn't. Yeah. I, I, look, you do you you do what you do when you can when you can't, right? Is that a saying? Or did I just sure. make that up? Uh, it sounds to good. Get, to get so 60. I was there. Yeah. Yeah. So I was there. I took, I was like, look at this biscuit. It looks great. And I ate the it. Moab. And it was great. The Moab. It isn't the greatest biscuit of all time, but it is solid. It is phenomenal. And uh, I'll call it tremendous. It is a tremendous you guys, biscuit. You guys keep saying Moab. And the most important thing about Moab that I know is that's one of Lot's sons. And the Moabites uh, were um, forbidden from the assembly of God because okay. of their involvement that's, of cursing the children of Israel, I believe, with uh, Balaam. Okay, cool. So I, I, I don't know if the Moab of, had any reference to that, if it was an Old Testament in, reference. In, with in the, the, uh, no, I think okay. the Moab in the military is the mother of all bombs, which is like a 40,000-pound ah. bomb that they release out of the back of a C-130. Is that a bunker buster, so, or is that something different? I, I think that's just like a city leveler. Oh yeah. Oh, is that yeah, one of those I, we were going to drop into that that fictional <clears throat> Osama bin Laden mountain? Right. That, that's that what they wanted exist? to do. Yeah. But it, yeah, because um, he was in a city. Right, John. What's your uh, what was your breakfast? <laughs> I'm still trying to get past bunker buster and city leveler. Um, <laughs> which I, NBA I where, player where, would where? we name the bunker buster, and which one would we call the city leveler? Dwight, uh, Dwight Howard and uh, bunker buster with... is Dwight Howard. Yes, done. Sit. Writes city leveler uh, the city leveler. So I was on my way to Bojangles today to do my Bojangles followed by Magal's uh, donuts. Com Ooh, good when I got the call from my significant other saying, uh, turn around, Goldie's throwing up. No, oh, she's not going to school. Oh. So I have had chewy vitamins for breakfast. Hey like, now. Not like chewy Flintstones vitamins. Like they're like gummies. They look like orange slices. Oh, I thought you were going to say they were vitamins that have gone bad. They were supposed oh. initially to be swallowed, but now they're they're chewy. But no, they're uh -oh. gummies. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Glad ready you're to getting supplements. I mean that's what I do bags. like when I'm up when I'm up too early and like the child wears me out very quickly and I'm like kind of getting like Keith after plunging a knife into his head, yeah. lightheaded just for <laughs> light existing. Yeah. Uh, I tend to, to turn to these uh, supplemental vitamins. Although I have to admit the the stress of um, the holidays, Chuck, as my sponsor, I hate for you to find out this way. I have <laughs> relapsed and I am uh, drinking again. Oh, we saw the sweet diet, tea. Diet, uh, diet soda, which yeah, I that, have that is That is some... Non-alcoholic diet coke. It looks like. Yeah, uh, there's nothing. Have, uh, you held it up to the camera. Much <laughs> darker amber, much deeper yes. color yeah, than your unsweet tea. And, uh, and I really do feel. I really do feel like a crackhead. Like going back to the back bar, on your soda part of town. Yeah. Like, I feel really, really bad about it. I haven't had it in like five years. Oh wow! There's nothing wrong with diet <sighs> soda. There's nothing wrong. I, I just want to put it this way, Chuck. It was harder to quit drinking diet soda <laughs> than alcohol. It's a, a gate, so something uh, has gateway to be drug, Chuck. Um, it's a slippery well, slope. You're drinking 48 ounces of caffeine. Yeah, yeah it's a it's a thing. Um, my <laughs> breakfast was just assorted leftovers from the in-laws from the Christmas traveling. We had uh, John's holding up two root forty four cups, two. eighty eight ounces 88. of of Get diet. 
88 ounces to bondage. That's what that is. That's incredible. What are the 88 things from Kill Bill? Uh, 88 keys to life. Um, no, I Liu. had some pumpkin bread. I had some banana bread and some How good is pumpkin fudge. bread? Let's talk about it. It's awesome. <laughs> Amazing. It's as good as all other pumpkin things are bad. Yeah. Oh, I, I love do. pumpkin pie. I love a pumpkin pie, but that's not big pumpkin pie. Um, pumpkin spices. Those were our breakfasts. After our breakfast, we moved to our breakfast in bed. Apologies. This is our opportunity to get the show on the rails, hopefully. And it's the first time frequently we talk about the NBA, which we've done a little bit. We've shoehorned some in. But anyways, does anyone have anything they need to apologize for that they got incorrect in any previous episodes? Chuck, what would you like to apologize for? So it brought... It, it was brought up uh, la that last week. I, I did a uh, forget Paris reference. A Billy yeah. Crystal, Deborah Winger classic with uh, Billy Crystal playing a M NBA referee who has to deal with his father's passing and the uh, stages of grief. Classic. Um, I apologize that it took us nine seasons to do this. Oh, um, surely we mentioned it before, right? There's, I, I mean, we've been more, we've been playing in the My Giant space more. Yes. Uh, yeah. This is kind of, this is kind of the Celtic My Giant Pride. prequel. Yeah. This is yeah. kind of the My Giant prequel. Joanna Man. That's a lot. Of, that's more our wheelhouse. So I, I'm just, uh, I'm sorry that we never, you know, touched on this classic. And um, yeah, I, I think it, it's high time. We don't talk about Alan Houston in black and white enough. Oh man! <laughs> uh, um, my apology. We I got a couple. One we were talking. We couldn't remember the name of the guy who was uh, shooting underhand free throws last episode. It was uh, Chinanu Onuwaku. Chuanu Onuwaku. Yeah, I googled it during the show, but I just couldn't say it, so I didn't. If he's bring not it up. on the uh, basketball reference MVP tracker list, I don't have access to this information. Yeah, um, <laughs> so we didn't get that right. Also, I misspoke a couple weeks ago talking about the Herschel Walker trade, comparing uh, the Go Bear trade to the Herschel Walker trade. I said that after the trade, Herschel Walker was good that first season for the Cowboys. Obviously, he got traded from the Cowboys to the Vikings, and mm -hmm. uh, it's up for debate how good he was in that first season with the Vikings. It was a bit of a letdown. By the way, the Go Bear trade? Oh, my God. It's hilarious. I'll save it. I got stuff to talk oh, about. Oh, you got stuff about it? Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I have I have a Go Bear things as well. So I, I could have I checked the show, Doc. This is just me winging it. Um, that's, my, that's my bad. We'll save it. All right, John, what do you, what do you got to uh, what, what do you got to make right in the world? Well, I feel like we already kind of went. I was going to apologize for, like, the grizzly hubristic overconfidence, but I <laughs> guess I want to – I guess I want to apologize. Um, how do I how do I wedge this in? I want to apologize for not acknowledging the, the majesty of former Grizzly uh, Melton enough, and how what? and how and how how I've been, I basically have been out of sight, out of minding this, not watching the Sixers very much as I used to watch them all the time. One of my favorite teams. Uh, I, it has been painful for me to watch Melton thrive, which is not the correct emotion I should be experiencing for someone I want to root for, but I'm a very selfish sports fan. Could not watch Mark Gasol on the Raptors. I always wanted Melton. To, <clears throat> we argued many times. I wanted Melton to start for the Grizzlies. You know, I was a big Melton believer and Keith as you know, has a, tw a Twitter career based off of Melton mania. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, it needs to be acknowledged that like, I don't think I'm crazy for saying this could be an all 
NBA defensive player in on the Sixers. Like I feel like it's all setting up for Melton. I think he has more uh, three pointers than anybody on our team right now. As we miss yeah, every three Melton, pointer we take, yeah, yeah. Melton um, has more threes than any Grizzlies player right now. So this is good, John. I appreciate you doing this, and I did not. We put start you up a to player. This. I was going to talk about. Can I talk about Zaire just for a moment? If you go we ahead. Start, we start a player who, to me, is the antithesis of Melton. Like, Melton, when I watched Melton, I was always like, what a heady basketball play. His hands are on everything. He hustles more than everybody else. I watched Zaire Williams. I'm like, boy, he's tall. Yeah, so, <laughs> well, f- first of all, Zaire doesn't start, John. Um, well, you but, know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they play him a lot. I, I had this, you, you might like, I don't think I told you this, John. Um, this was a stat from yesterday's Grits and Grinds. I, did, I told you this, how... Melton's, I mean, Zaire's one of seven guys in the NBA right now who hasn't recovered a loose ball this season with a, I believe, I believe a minimum, a minimum of 100 minutes played. But then I looked, then I looked it up last, last year. Last year of all the players, he's like 22. He's 20. He's 21. Last year he was 20. I looked this up. There were 277 players last year who played at least a thousand minutes in the NBA. You only like a 41 year old Yugoslavian. Only, only 16 of them recovered fewer <laughs> loose balls than Zaire. None of them are under 25. Eight of the 16 are over 30. So it's like this guy has, he, you know how like some people have a nose for the ball. He has got like that polarity fighting where two magnet, the, the same magnets can't touch. He's how, yeah. he's how maglev trains work um, <laughs> with the ball. No, this is funny. Cause like, I basically feel like I have my own guardrails on grits and grinds to just not listen. I've said my piece several times about Melton. I'll just let it go. But when like you have these struggles now, when you add up the replacements, you added the stats of the Grizzlies replacements, Roddy plus Conchar plus Zaire Williams. You put all their stats together. They have like fewer threes, fewer assists, fewer rebounds than just Melton by himself. Fewer steal. Yeah. I rather Conrad, re- I infamously <laughs> oh, quit, uh, quit Z- a very long Zijon Z- Z- uh, <laughs> Dave. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> we can't. The David. The David. The David. The David Hodchar. The David Hodchar. Con Wilchar. Yeah. Um, oh, I did it. Uh, Rod, That's a good one. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I very famously or infamously amongst my friends quit the Titans over the AJ Brown trade. There's a part of me that wanted to quit over the Melton move. It's no, it's but, ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous to quit over trading a, a seventh man. Okay, mm-hmm. that is. But mm-hmm. so you, you're you're still but hurt. I, you're you're you say you're still hurt enough where you don't enjoy watching it. For me, I'm like, all I right, can't. They, they didn't they didn't want them. They wanted Can we talk to, about that though. Like they, they no. You you take <laughs> huge pleasure in being correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the only one. And I don't know if this is because I have never. Doesn't everyone I, have that? That negative part I, I of their do, personality? I do not. I, I, I think, I don't know if it's because I'm never right. Uh, but like, I get nothing out of it. It's almost like, oh, I was right. I wish I was dead. Like, it, it almost makes it worse for me. Whereas you're getting pleasure from being right. I think it makes it worse to be right. The Grizzlies aren't, the Grizzlies aren't, the Grizzlies are doing well. Okay. They're in a yes, slump. Yes, They're in a slump. And I definitely think they would be better with Melton. Part of that helps me enjoy it, where I'm like, Melton's doing great. Like I had, I had tiny seeds of doubt that this one little random guy that I've grown obsessed with, I have too favorable of an opinion of him. 
And I'm worried if he goes somewhere else outside of a well-established team system, a good, a good organization like the Grizzlies, what if he looks bad? What if he does terribly? So I am actually extremely euphoric that that net worst case scenario did not happen. But that he was he's always aw- awesome, and Taylor just wouldn't play him. Like we, we that knew was that my was, that, that, that was my like contention. That was my contention. But so, the fact that he's on the Sixers and he's making thirty nine percent of his threes, and he leads the NBA in steal percentage after being second in the NBA in steal percentage last season. No, I'm just like I'm happy for the guy, and I, I enjoy watching him. Him making five three pointers on Christmas Day was was the peak basketball wise for my day. He, he made five threes. <laughs> I mean, the put, Grizzlies then made seven. The, that almost put me in the dirt. <laughs> um, well, the, you know, so can we I, allow? There's a there's an NBA Twitter guy. I think he used to have a blog as well. Uh, Joe Molinax, who pointed out he's a Patreon supporter, John. He's but right. anyway. one of our fans. I wanted, Shout out Molinax. I wanted to. Oh, push he's, he's got his own Substack now. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and he has tweeted that the Grizzlies are behaving like a rebuilding team when they're a contender, and I, I kind of understand where he's coming from yeah. on the Melton maneuvers. Like, yeah. I, like I've just you know. I don't understand, and it just it's it's still haunting me. But I know this is an episode of Grits and Grinds, and we need to move no, on. No, it's fine. We but- haven't we haven't uncovered this. I get worried that it, I've I've already told a bleeding story. Um, now now we're talking about Melton. I'm just worried we're we're not spreading our wings broad enough. We have no. all those listeners in California and Portland. And hey guys, you know I don't, I don't want my, him flipping it off. I mean, yeah. we have a lot of Rudy Gobert content to get to. Chuck and I both. Guys, oh, that's true. I we think do. I think we should take a moment to reset. Okay, John. It's. I think it would be helpful for everyone if you gave one thing you were grateful for about the Grizzlies. Just one thing. It's not David Roddy. <laughs> okay, but see. <laughs> I'm trying to change the tone here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. They're I as think good as anybody in the West, okay? Yeah, they're, they they're are. As, they're as good as anybody. I don't know but who's the best in the West. But that also means you're going to get blown out by 30 points every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, you're going to lose Because everybody some. in the West is going to lose big game. Every team in the league is going to get blown out by 30 at one point this year. I think you're yeah. right. I think you're. Uh, I think you're onto something there. Um, has everyone apologized? Yeah, I think we have, right? Yep. Um, if you want to watch David Roddy play basketball, well, the best way to do that is with Grizzlies season tickets. They might, honestly, I believe they still have the six game holiday packs, despite it uh, being the end of the Christmas season. It's still December, anyways. If you want to see Grizz Next Gen, John Morant. Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain. All the Grizzlies highlights, you get the best games at the best prices with the best giveaways. The best way to do that is either the holiday packs, the half-season plans, the 10-game packs, or Grizzlies season tickets. To get your Grizzlies tickets, call 901-888-HOOP or click on grizzlies.com. All right, steak and eggs, best thing. What is the best thing you saw in the last week? For me, DeAnthony Melton has the highest three-point percentage on Christmas Day of all players who've attempted at least seven three-point attempts. He's tied with two other players. You're so gleeful, and I just feel despair. I mean, first of all, I hope people, everyone understands, these are absurd stats. They mean nothing. He's an expert in. They're, they're, They're tied with players who aren't actually good. When you go back and look, because the good players play on <laughs> Christmas a lot. No, no, no. I have fun. No, what are your guys? Chuck, let's steer us away, uh, Chuck. What my, is your my, best thing? 
What was great, my favorite thing maybe ever was when I asked John to engage the neural network in his brain that is assigned to gratitude. His face looked like I handed <laughs> him a, a calculus problem. It was a yeah. very interesting- Or a grenade. A grenade, like it was a nonverbal <laughs> that was incredible. Uh, my best thing this week is uh, the one and only, I know you guys love him, Orlando Robinson. Hey uh, now! Taking a game from Rudy Gobert and absolutely dis dismantling him when the Heat played the uh, the Timberwolves the other night. Orlando Robinson, he is uh, just another in a long line of Miami Heat bigs that I don't know who that is. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you did, you John, you didn't know who Hassan Whiteside was until I came in here and was like, "This guy Hassan Whiteside's the best." Remember? And then. Uh, uh, then I mean, you knew who Kelly, the lunch lady Olenek was, right? Yeah, I, I did. Everybody, but I loved him because he was the guy you wanted in a game who was going to score the last twenty points when you were down by forty. Like he was the guy. <laughs> then game then seven, got, Kelly. Game seven, Kelly. Then we got rid of Kelly Olenek, and then we brought in Belly Olenek. We had Nemanja Bjelica. He was the man, and now Orlando Robinson, who sounds like he's a taking player. over. That's O-Dog. He, he's taking over for uh, Yurtsevin? Uh, so I, oh, forgot. Wait, that's I forgot about y <laughs> Yurtsevin, <laughs> okay. who hasn't really ever played uh, except for last year, a few games. He got 15 rebounds a few times. And now I thought he's he was the reason why we didn't need Dwayne Deadman anymore. But he, right. he might come back in March yeah. uh, from what I've been reading. But Orlando Robinson, uh, shout out. Really, what he did was solidify my understanding that the inte NBA intelligentsia who for years told me Rudy Gobert is actually amazing. Um, he is not. And I don't know when the intelligentsia is going to explain Let, to me why allow me, he sucked. Like allow I thought me, he did. Allow me a little song. A game of scones? A game of scones. Stifle Tower Edition. What's up? <clears throat> I'm going to give you guys three strikes each um, to get a little get, to mix our metaphors a bit. Uh, maybe we should have you guys foul out. It depends on how you do. I'm going to name a player, and you're going to tell me whether or not they have more blocks than Rudy Gobert this season. <laughs> uh, Chuck, it. since you brought this up, uh, I'll let you go first, and we'll start with a hilarious softball, Walker Kessler. Does he have more blocks than Rudy Gobert this season? So I watched the Warriors uh, jazz game last night. I, I really thought his name was Kessler Walker. Oh, and <laughs> oh, sure. That's a little more. That's a little more Star uh, Star Warsy. I like that. Kessler, yeah, no, no Kess just, Kessler Walker. Kessler. I will grant you, Chuck. If you told me what order these two names go in <laughs> before I'd ever heard of them, I would have picked Kessler Walker. They're like, listen, I'm gonna right. And isn't there yeah. a Kessler? There is a Kessler in the Kessler league. Kessler Edwards. Right? There's been Edwards. A, yeah. Okay, uh -huh. so that's my brain. So I'm watching him play, and it blew me away. No, also, Walker Kessler's not... name is backwards. You are right, Chuck. Okay, cool. Walker and Kessler is wrong. If, if his name had been Kessler Walker, I wouldn't have poo-pooed his draft selection and looked like an idiot on the show. So maybe. <laughs> so I, I do know filing grievance. Yeah. Uh, I do know Walker Kessler is actually playing incredible basketball, which is why it is hilarious. So I'm going to say, yes, he has more blocks than Rudy Gobert. Uh, actually, does, he have tw does he have 20 more blocks than Rudy Gobert? <laughs> I don't know. 
Um, the answer is yes. Uh, can we yes. can we do something that's never been done on the show before? Absolutely. I want to incept this game of scones. Oh, Absolutely. I want, what's that song? I'm spinning the dreidel. This is now a game of scones inside a game of scones. These are per 100 possession stats. Whose stats are better? Who has the higher field goal percentage between Rudy Gobert? I am looking at a page of Rudy Gobert. Yeah, this seems. Well, that's fine. If you're not looking, as long as you're not looking at Walker Kessler. I'm closing the window. I'm closing the window. Who has the higher field goal percentage? (laughs) Chuck, go first. Walker Kessler or Rudy Gobert? Walker Kessler. That's correct. Who has. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just. Who averages more rebounds per 100 possessions? Walker Kessler or Rudy Gobert? Rudy Gobert. That's correct. It is Rudy Gobert. 18.4 to oh, 16.6. Wow. Who averages more They're assists close. per 100 possessions? Walker Kessler or Rudy Gobert, Chuck? Um, Rudy Gobert. No, you'll, you'll uh, outfox yourself there. It's Walker Kessler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who averages do. more? We already know blocks. Here, here, if you multiply Rudy Gobert's blocks per 100 by two... Who averages more? Gobert Kessler, times two Kessler, or Kessler. Walker Kessler? Yeah, Kessler, Kessler still, still Kessler's destroying him. 5.1 per 100 possessions. <laughs> Gobert 1.9. Uh, who averages more turnovers per 100 possessions? Gobert or Kessler? Who Let's go Rudy, Gober- Rudy Gobert. Yeah, Gobert averages more. <laughs> who has a higher free throw percentage chuck. i'm not sure if we're doing this back and forth correctly chuck uh go Sorry, back chuck. You, you get a couple <laughs> yeah um, um higher free throw percentage walker kessler no it's go bear that 10 ah! year, that 10 years in the league he's brought it up to 70 <laughs> percent. he's he's doing a good job uh who has the higher who has the higher um defensive box plus minus going to our advanced stats kessler or go bear um, back to your yours, court, ch- yours, Chuck. Yours, you, Chuck. You do a couple in a row. Uh, Bet, who has the better defensive plus uh, minus? Let's go Box with. Minus. Let's go with Kessler Walker. Yeah, Kessler Walker by a lot. Um, <laughs> who has the higher VORP value over replacement player? Uh, this is to you, John Gobert. Or oh, Kessler. this is just mean. We have I'll lost. Do the ca- every... I'll do. I'll stay on the Kessler run. Yeah, it's Kessler. Kessler. The Kessler run. <laughs> the, the Isn't Kessler that run. that is from started? He did the Kessler run in one point two parsecs or something. Parsecs. Um, <laughs> Uh, Anyways, I think we can now spin the uh, the dreidel. Get back out of that. That was a uh, that was a game of scones inside the game of scones. Now back to your am, game of scones, John. I am I'm reopening the the, window. <laughs> the the initial game of scones was uh, who has more blocks? This per, player X or Go Bear? All right, Chuck one for one. Chuck one for one. Chuck we'll got go. one I, I gave him a softball. The game truly begins now, Keith. It's a strikeout game, so hopefully that's not too deleterious uh let's go with steven adams steven adams is averaging a career high in blocks per game but i don't think it's enough yet i'm gonna say go bear well done i tried to get you tried to get you yeah <clears throat> zero strikes for either of you back to you chuck clint capella clint capella yes more actually no two oh, okay. less than rudy gobert back to you keith are we doing kevin, totals by the way are we doing totals we're or? doing totals, totals okay totals, good to know yeah. kevin durant Ooh. 
I'm going to say Gobert. Kevin Durant has 14 more blocks. Wow, man. Oh, That's my a lot God. More. Kevin... That's a yeah. strike for me. All right. One strike for Keith. B-smack Biombo, Chuck. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. He does. He yes. has more. Wow. B-smack Biombo has three more blocks. That's than, amazing to me. Than Rudy Gobert. Wow. Um. Alexej Pokushevsky, Keith. <laughs> oh man, he was he was hot with the the, the shot blocks early in the year. I'm a I'm a I'm gonna say yeah, Poku still yes, more more block shots. Yes. All right. Yes. Daniel Gafford, Chuck. No. No, he's got to come on. Got to be yes. No. Come on, Gafford, do it, do it for me, Gafford. No. Yes. Yeah, that's a strike for Chuck. Strike for Chuck. I believe Chuck, you, do you have two or one? Just one each. One. Okay. That was your first one? No, I got. Okay, no, I think yeah. you missed one earlier. Oh, did you? We'll have, to check, we'll have to check the tape. We'll no check the tape. Ever checks the tape. All right. Here we go. Oh, gotcha. yeah. I think he said Clint Capella. So, yeah. Chuck yeah, has all right, two all right. strikes. Uh-huh. All right. So, two, two Chuck's on the all verge right. of striking out. All right. Um, <clears throat> John Collins, Keith. No, no chance. He has one less block than Rudy Gobert Woo! in the show. I wouldn't think it was close, but uh, that's I'm glad to get that one correct. In 17 games, Chuck, does Jaron Jackson Jr. have more blocks than Rudy Gobert? Yes. <laughs> Not only does he have more blocks than Rudy By Gobert, million, he, has, Chuck. He, he, has, he has like 14 more blocks than Rudy yeah. Gobert. Well, the like 17 games thing made me pucker. Yeah, it did. I get it. Yeah, I understand. It felt like a track, uh, a trap. A All right, trick. Keith, like let's get let's get funky. Does Shia, does Shea Gilgis Alexander have more blocks than Rudy Gobert? I'm gonna Keith? say yes. He does not, but it's oh. insanely close. Oh man, <laughs> he's played he's played one more game than Rudy Gobert and has three less blocks than Rudy Gobert. <laughs> what is happening? All right, both Unreal. of you have strikes. Um, Chuck, let's go to you. Um. Bowl, bowl. Yes, he's a, a bowl, bowl, baller. Okay, that's correct. Keith, <laughs> back to you. All right. I look up bowl, bowl stats. I'd like. Did you guys board. see the bowl, bowl dunk? <laughs> yes. Was it a dunk? First of all, we've we no. was, uh, I, I, I believe we've talked about this on the show before, and I believe my previous definition, which I'm sticking with, is any forceful throwing of the ball. Yes. From above the rim is a dunk. I don't care how far away you are. If you're above the rim. And you throw it down, for me, that's a dunk. I don't need rim. I don't I need rim. Need... Any throw down is a dunk from my book. Right. Because if you were playing pickup basketball, you would say that dude flushed it. But because or you can I see would, it, I would, it, I would never if, if we did it, would we consider it a dunk? Which actually, that would probably be bad. No, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely. <clears throat> um, Do you have to touch the rim for it to be a dunk? Is, uh, I think, a no. fair question. I think reasonable people can disagree. I'm I, I planting my can. flag with if you throw it down, if you're above, throw it down. Yeah. You can be at half court. If you can yeah, somehow get the angle, if you can jump high enough to have the angle of the ball going down the whole time, I'm fine with Jordan it. I'll call, I'll, NBA, jam NBA jam. Yeah, I'll call yeah. that a dunk. That's more of a shot put. Um, Keith, Christian Coloco. <laughs> I repeat, Christian Coloco. I am not aware of Coloco's stylings that much this season, so I'm going to say no, although I haven't seen enough Raptors. Although I'm going to watch no, them he's... this afternoon. Uh, no, I'm going to he... say no. Gobert has more. Good day, sir. 
You drank fizzy lifting drink. Christian Coloco has more oh, blocks no. than Rudy Gobert. Oh, no. That is a loss I got to do the Shaq oh. meme. I got to apologize. I wasn't familiar with your game. You are not familiar. Casual. I am wow. a casual. Wow. I got to turn in my Raptors socks and uh, pajama shorts that I own. Um, the only person who enjoyed that game more than me was Donovan Mitchell. Hey, now. All right. So that was a... Congratulations, Chuck. You win. That was a game of scones that had another game of scones wrapped inside of it. I believe all of that came um, in a little breakfast burrito that was your best thing. Chuck. You were inverted. I, did you have a best another best thing, Chuck? Oh, and I haven't said it yet. The Timberwolves have lost seven straight when Gobert plays. Okay. Um, I mean. Uh, I, it's a catastrophe I, for them. I just like that. They, they've leveraged everything. I mean, well, if they would have just if they would have just kept their draft pick, can you imagine that? If they, if they would have kept Walker Kessler, Kessler, Walker, and just Kessler, been cool. Walker, Walker, Kessler. If they just would have be... signed Kyle Anderson like I told him to, and they did, right? Drafted this then, big white stiff who's awesome. And Jared uh, and Vanderbilt just Keith. gave the ball to Anthony Edwards. Keith, I feel, I'm feeling, I feel pleasure at being right because <laughs> I was always on the Donovan yeah. Mitchell over Rudy Gobert argument, always. Yeah. Because there yeah. there's wings well, are more I, important. I think like, I think most people were always if, but for wh- that well, one. Well, it doesn't happen for me. Often. Not to take away your victory, John. Um, but I think that what what we may need to like look back on is how incredible Mike Malone was. Maybe I don't because know. Because no. he got sixty games out of those two, and apparently Rudy Gobert is bad. Like, can someone explain to me why? The, oh, the, you like, mean Quinn Snyder? Heads. Yeah, not Mike Quinn Malone. Snyder. Sorry, Quinn Snyder. Sorry, forgive me. Threw, you threw us for a moment. But my, Max my bad. Malone. You got, you, you got us off the, the, the trail sorry. for a moment. No, it's sorry, fine. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, yeah, Quinn, Quinn Snyder. No, they were balling for a while, and I, I don't know. It is a great question for me. Has Gobert fallen off? A, like, is, is he suddenly worse? Did he need this system somehow in in um, Utah and, that and they like, had? And, and, and Chris Finch did like felt like he did wondrous things last year yeah. with that team. Like he seemed like a magical kind of coach, a guy who but could yeah. figure out things. All, they needed, for me. All, all the Timberwolves needed was just to give Anthony Edwards the ball. That's it. And they <laughs> on Wednesday night, you had Zion and Anthony Edwards going head to head. Maybe this is my best thing. I don't know. Who cares? We're, we're in that segment. It was awesome. They were just trading body blows back and forth. And it's like, game. you know, they could have won. And then we don't have this fun stat that the Timberwolves have lost seven straight with uh, Rudy Gobert. And some of these, they haven't had Kyle Anderson. They need Kyle Anderson. Clearly, Carl Anthony Towns is not playing in these games. Their guards are not amazing. But Anthony Edwards is amazing. And it's just like, they gave it all for this short-term thing. Because John Conchar got 17 rebounds in a game against him. Because Brandon Clark averaged 11 <laughs> rebounds per game in the playoffs against him. It was such a weird way to go all in. Like, no one knows if Cat and Gobert is going to play together. But let's trade everything uh, for this guy Unreal. who kind of a stiff. And if you just kept Jared Vanderbilt and Walker Kessler, what if you oh, traded if he- What if you traded for Larry Markin instead? What if you used oh. half of that haul just to get Larry Markin, who's incredible uh, now? I can apologize about that. He's really uh, out. He's amazing. Um. Anyways, uh, did you do it best? I I'm lost this whole day, John. Did you finish it best? Are you, were you just saying that uh, you're happy yeah, you I were did. right? No, I but my best was um, I did my best. I think. Okay. Right. I don't know. Chuck did a best. I've it's holidays. I can't keep track of anything. Um. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I'm sorry. Um, I go, the, go uh, the, 
uh, <clears throat> the uh, fairy tale Luca game was my best. Oh, oh my yeah. god, unbelievable! unbelievable. To have a, a sixty point triple double, which I don't know if anyone's ever done before. Please God, don't let there be a game of scones about this. Uh, James Harden uh, has done it. Okay, yeah. and but then, a sixty point twenty rebound triple double. Right. Now we're getting okay. into right. reality right. stats. No. Uh, and, right. and and then to have the you know the the uh, the the last second play be all him like that's you know that's the I kind of want a bird home video I watch six times a year. I want to kind of just highlight that play, not for the play itself, which is rare and kind of fluky and like sure. it was fun, but it was his reaction to hitting that shot. And I am I'm currently with my son, and when he was like two. And he would get super excited. He would do the <laughs> same thing Luca did. Like it felt like this kind of in, like this ah, like this yeah. amazing event. Didn't yeah. Know what to do with his hands? Didn't yeah. know what yeah. to do with his hands. I don't know what to and do with my hands. He just shaking pure joy. Did you hear? Joy. He thought he, he thought he, they were ahead. R- right, his, right. His his celebrate. I mean, listen, yes. you can celebrate like that for the tie because it was ridiculous. Of course, it's also, insane. It's like the greatest. 21 skills like yeah, yeah. The, the, it's, the, it's something that you do regularly he did in a game that. of 21 he, that no he one did, can do in the he NBA. did it when they were down nine or six okay he had a put yeah. back earlier where he got right. an and one where he did an offensive rebound that was kind of like just you know caught it off off the fly puts it in and then somehow he breaks the free throw on purpose puts it in the knicks are the first team i think ever to ever. blow a nine point lead in, zero, thir- I, in 35 seconds some, they somebody, ruined the jalen brunson bench revenge game yeah, yeah. <laughs> the plain clothes revenge. They game. also yes. honestly, it, it was so exciting that the day afterwards, the Bucks blew an eleven point lead in two minutes, and I felt nothing. Uh, that doesn't excite me. That's boring. Yeah, I've, I've seen things way more uh, tantalizing than and, this. And and, and uh, to take like kind of a like bigger picture view of that, it's games like that that like will coalesce a team around a superstar like. You know, Luca, because when you know you have that, it gives you well, it's that like messy esque kind of like raising the talent of everyone else because you have the goat, you have the my, dude with you. My friend group that I text about NBA games with, we had a discussion about the teams we are surprised we have seen the most games of. And for me, it is the Mavs, who I don't consider myself a fan and have even slagged on Luca's. Uh, Harden-esque Hardenisms at times, but I tune into the Mavs a lot because there are not to this magnitude, but there, no player in the league provides this many, and it might be a combination of bad team, good player, magical end of game moments to me, right. Luca. This is, is completely anecdotal. He, is he <clears throat> now the leader for the Jerry West Clutch Award? Has he passed Shane I mean, Gildress Alexander on this free throw play? Yeah, I, I, mean, think, I would definitely, you know, I would definitely have Luca as like the guy I want with the ball at the end of games, despite statistics if telling me I otherwise. If I see anyone citing clutch free throw statistics without removing the misses on purpose, I will throw a fit. <laughs> there will be blood. The um, other, all right. So, like, <laughs> one last thing, maybe about Luca. I'm a guy who doesn't drink beer anymore. Yeah, but. I celebrate the idea of a recovery beer. Go ahead and have you, whatever you drink, whatever weird Slovenian import that you only get, and it's in no other bar in America, but you have a hookup. Like, go ahead, Luca, drink your beer after work. Enjoy yourself. I don't don't think Luca needs permission. 
how good no, he doesn't. to put back some beers. <laughs> it's moments like this that I you got to wonder how good would Vladi Divac have been in today's game? <laughs> just from a sheer, a sheer a sheer vice standpoint, right? Where we're allowed to just guzzle wine and drink beers. I mean, Luca plays like that. You can have hookah in the locker room at halftime. Uh, like whatever. Get after so Luca the, hookah. Let's go. I, I sort of did the best thing. So we'll move on to our worst things. Um, the opposite of the steak and eggs. The best thing is the cream of wheat. Worst thing. And here's my worst thing. It's related to these um, rare games, these rare statistical games. Like we've never seen anyone do 60 points and 20 rebounds in a triple double. And then like basically every game, Jokic is like, yeah, he had a he had 40 points and 27 rebounds. Unreal. And, and, and like between the legs passes. Yeah. And Harden is doing oh, like on. 20, 20 triple doubles. And then like you had Giannis had a 45, 22. I'm worried these events are like one in a thousand events that are like a sign of an impending, maybe global apocalypse. Are these signs of the end times? Is this global warming related? Why have we never seen it before? <laughs> I'm worried. I mean, man, it's maybe definitely there's something NBA climate behind change. It. It's NBA climate change, man. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think they're as meaningful. Okay. I think these statistical anomalous games are as meaningful. Like I don't. I don't think we should obscure the great players of the past due to, uh, you know, like. Shea Gildas Alexander averaging a triple double next year. You know what I mean? Like there I'm, are right. I want to say Jokic has like eight straight games where I can play the game where I'm mm -hmm. like, no one's ever done this before. It, yeah. it, it, like it, <laughs> it takes a little bit of work on some of them, but right. like he's he's literally posted something like these ridiculous number of games. Um, uh, the Kings got him uh, last night uh, on Wednesday night. That was a good he, game. It was a great game. It was a it was comeback. A it was a classic yeah. second night of a back-to-back. -back. The Kings kept yeah. coming. We're the fresher team. Uh, beat them at the end. Jokic no, needed that recovery beer. Speaking of yeah. those uh, wild um, tri triple doubles, uh, Todd Whitehead, who's crumpled jumper on Twitter, puts out these incredible infographics. He uh, he had one about the triple doubles by number of points scored. And um, what is harder to do in your guys' mind? To have a triple double with 60 points? Or have a triple double with four points, because Draymond four. Green four because Draymond four. Green has a triple double with four points. Obviously sixty, but that's a great question. He, I, right. say, I, say, I don't question. think it is. Yeah. We, we we have two sixty point triple doubles in NBA history. We have one, not just four points. We only have one triple double in NBA history that didn't involve points as one of the doubles. No, we're not, no nine, no eight. No. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of this is because before 83, 84, we're still not sure about a lot of the oh, steel block numbers. I think we have most of them back yeah. to like the early seventies. I'm, I'm willing to wager that Wilt Chamberlain averaged a, uh, but you got to find a Wilt, double, with, but you got to find, you got to find a Wilt game where he didn't score 10 points. Oh, right. right. So maybe there Impossible. was some, maybe there was some weirdo back then who was averaging like ten. There was probably some guy, some mechanic from Pittsburgh, who was averaging four points per game, and they cut him. But he averaged like ten assists, ten steals, ten blocks, and they were like, <laughs> "That guy can't score." Sucks. Um, he's no Joe Folks. He's no Joe Folks. <laughs> ten for forty nine um, from the field. Uh, what's your worst thing, John? What's your worst thing? So. I'm sure you both saw Killing Hayes cold cock Mo Wagner. Oh man. Kill Hayes. Um, I'm going to come at this from a different angle, and I hope this doesn't um uh, result in my justified cancellation, but 
I think it's sad and deplorable that that did not end up being Malice in the Palace 2, Two. because Malice <laughs> in the Palace 1 is still the most pivotal moment in my NBA pan- fandom and relit my passion for the game. And I was ready for a full-on uh, a riot between two of the most hysterical teams in the t- in the league <laughs> to create a uh, Highlander-esque fight throughout time where the principal <laughs> characters would be Bol Bol as the Kurgan and uh Killian Hayes as the uh as as a, a member of Clan McLeod. <clears throat> uh but it, to me this is just yet another uh indelible wrinkle in the Killian so, Hayes resurgence. I spent so much time yesterday trying to come up with a rhyme for the you know cuz Malice in the Palace mm-hmm. I needed this something in the Little Caesars. And I'm okay. like I can't I got nothing. Here's what I came up with. The seizure was, at the Caesars. Yeah, I thought about the near seizure at the Little Caesars. Um, yes. The teaser at the Caesars. Yeah, but that didn't make any sense. It wasn't I, a real fight. I took a name of one of the characters from Angelou Weber's musical Cats, and I think we can appropriate this into calling it a, a word for a, for a brouhaha. McCavity? Is it McCavity? <laughs> I'm going to call it the Rumple Teaser at the Little Caesar. I okay. That's the best I got. Um... Like the, I can't think of something about a, like a breezer. Can we, can we do something to do with Julius Caesar? I don't know. Um, I'll tell you the, the best thing for me about this little altercation. I Killian? mean, one, I felt a lot of connections to this altercation. Killian Hayes on my iShop negative fantasy team. I got the Woo! bonus ejection points. Woo! Nice. How have you, how have you weathered the, the, the uptick in, in statistics? Uh, oh, the hot, the hot and heavy, hot and ready. No, oh. that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Wow. Um, the uh, Killian Hayes has actually still been a stud hey, in negative fantasy. This is kind of like the nine ninety nine. Go pick up your own pizza <laughs> version of the Malice in the Palace. Yes. Um, if yeah. <laughs> so I was watching this game with my kids, and oh, jeez. Oh, and this was this was. I mean, let's let's go. So full, your kid was into this, right? Let's go full dad talk. This was yeah. my. Right. <laughs> My five-year-old girl and my eight-year-old boy, we were downstairs with the basketball on, and they were actually sort of paying attention. Like, um, oh. And basically, they it's said, the five-year-old said, what happened there? <laughs> Did somebody foul? And then, because we'd watched some World Cup, the, 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 the five-year-old was like, is there yellow cards? And I was like, nice, <laughs> but no. And then they start saying, can you back it up? Can you back it up? Yeah, and this see? is, this is the first time. Life. This is the first time in my lifetime my kids have asked me to back up something on TV for sports. They're like, can you back it up? And and I'm like, well, they're kind of shoving everybody like they're going to. And then so so we finally saw the replay and my eight and five year old are like, can he do that? When Mo Wagner hits him, like, no, that's a bad play. And then and then the five year old says, oh, he hit him. He's got to be, he's like, he has to be red carded. And I'm like, yeah, he's going he's gonna to get ejected. They were so into it. They ran upstairs and told my wife, like they wanted to know. They came back downstairs. They're like, who's the guy who got, who did the bad foul? I'm like, Mo Wagner. They go upstairs. They're like, they're like, Moses Pahogner did the thing with the thing. And it was, a, it was a big night in the parish household as the kids were thoroughly entranced, like entranced with this push and like, I don't know. It it was a big I deal. I think you have a bridge to teaching Chase Buddy Budinger about MMA because Killian Hayes totally mastered the 
force equals mass times yeah, acceleration. Because... He found the largest part of his arm, hit the biggest part of Mo Wagner's brain. I mean, yeah. he had it. So I want to go back to it because I watched that multiple times. Of, of course, course you did. Uh, yeah. Killian, Killian Hayes landed a, a blow to the back of Mo, Mo Wagner's Tito head. Tito Santana flying forearm. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. The flying Are burrito. Worried? Are we, is, is Mo Wagner in concussion protocols? Because he just be. fell out. He just literally I like thought, I thought he I thought for a second that initially I, th I thought he just was like, I'm not much like uh Bielitsa no. back in the days, like that I'm not angry. It was the touch of sleep. Yeah, it was the touch <laughs> of sleep. Initially I thought he's like, I'm not gonna fight. I'm just gonna sit here. I'm I'm, I'm just not gonna fight. I'm gonna sit here and just be held by the assistant coach. But no, he got he got knocked out. And so I assume yeah. I mean, I assume obviously the punch in the back of the head and the, and the resulting knockout is going to result in some kind of longer Multiple suspension. Games. Maybe they're not finding Dylan Brooks because other things keep happening. They're so busy. <laughs> they're so they're backed up. <laughs> they got too much paperwork trying yeah. to come up. Because like, I, I mean, do you guys think the the Wagner play? It's a bad play, but I. It's I, a bad play, but for it's me, it not. Doesn't, it, it doesn't rise to. No, you don't need to come off the turnbuckle. Uh, suspension. It has, it has changed the way my whole like opinion of Killian A's is drastically yeah. different now yeah, i didn't know i think French i now understand themselves i think i now understand why he was still getting playing time when he looked like the worst player in the world i think his coach was well, afraid yeah. he, <laughs> is, is this like mike was mike conley as bad as killian hayes early like is is, is this a no, Kill, is killian uh, hayes career well, kind of, it's, that's that's a great question i don't I, I, I wonder if this is just a, a, a kind of development that we used to see that we don't see as much just like anymore. a maturation the, that the was slow delayed. come along for a for a yeah, top for a point guard top pick yeah i don't know yeah um but i assume killian hayes because of the resulting blackout um right I'm gonna have to weather uh, multiple games of him being unavailable. So I'm not, I'm not dropping. Yeah. Uh, he still he still does pretty. He still misses enough shots. Um, he gets enough minutes yeah. where um, he still produces on the negative fantasy uh, scoreboard. Um, Chuck, what's your uh, what's your what's your worst thing this week? Man, the Nets are winners of the last ten. Um, TJ Warren, 15. fourteen to fifteen. TJ Warren is balling. Uh, Royce O'Neal can finally hit threes. Utah Watanabe still Utah Watanabe, and hey, Dude, we he's so I good. I know if you, I know you guys were talking about Zaire Williams and uh, him, his inability to get a loose ball. Kyrie Careful. and Durant are both getting recovering one loose ball a game. I know that's a weird stat, but I was on the hustle page. Oh, yes, I, I have a hustle page. page. I have a question. Biggest loser of the entire NBA season. Steve I think it's Steve, I think it's Steve Nash. <laughs> I did Without see question. a picture of him drinking beers with Raja Bell. Uh, <laughs> Loser behavior. Bar. <laughs> and, no, it was Raja Bell and Boris Dio. Come on, and, that, that is a that is a drinking trio. Three that losers. Sounds, sounds a lot of fun <laughs> to hang out with. In Plantation, Florida. Um, Trying to figure I, out I what just, exotic beer can they were drinking, though, was really uh, causing so, me some issues. It was probably wife beater. It was probably wife beater. Some so Stella. as a as a uh, Heat fan and somebody who watches the East, I am uh, currently as afraid of the Brooklyn Nets as I have ever been. That is including the James Harden time, and because uh, Kyrie needs to get paid this offseason, so he's actually locked in. Ben Simmons is shutting down whoever's in front of him. He had Donovan Mitchell uh, the other night and held Donovan Mitchell to 15 points. Um, it, it's the unreal. It's the best one-on-one -on -one scorer in the NBA, right? And you know we and we got. Click clack Nick Claxton, who's leading. He's more a, blocks a, than Rudy Gobert. More blocks than Rudy Gobert, and their role players are are playing incredible. 
So uh, I, I'm, I know that right now there's, you know, we're, it's a lot of like nebulous what's going to happen with this season, but I'm, I don't know what the top of the East is going to push to the, to the finals. You know, the Bucks, they've just lost a bunch of games. I don't know what they're the doing. The Bucks, after going like 9-0 and to start are only like 13-11. and 11, I, I want to say, right? well, you guys remember that they played all their home games. First, all their home yeah. games. All their home first, games. Yeah. But I think I saw a stat that like the last three months are one of the worst point differential months for the Bucks ever. Like, well, I mean, with yeah. Giannis and Budenholzer, this current iteration of them being uh, re- really, really good. No, I'm yeah, I'm super bummed. Like the the Nets are uh, are have a way better record than the Grizzlies. Um, yeah. They, so shout out Jock Vaughn for like taking a literal like destructive event and managing not only to turn around, but like to get this team to buy in, to excel. Kevin Durant has been in the league for a long time, and he's diving on the ground to get loose balls still. And that, I think, is a a telltale sign of his, like, complete, you know, uh, he is is gone in 100%. You know, what a year for Kyrie, because, you know, basically you have – Steve Nash and Kanye West just making his all his behavior just seem <laughs> so so do, docile and and, and and you know in comparison. So I mean, it's just free money. All those guys, but yeah, yeah. I think you know I think the Annettes are the second best team in the East now. I mean, yeah. they're by by record they are. Yeah, and I uh, and I don't yeah. and I you know I I yeah, good point. I, I think you know I'd, <laughs> I'd rather play the Bucks than the Nets right now, and I don't know for sure. In a seven-game series, who I'd rather face, them or the Celtics? The Celtics have been so awesome, but then you have these like kind of zeitgeisty games against the Warriors where you question things. But I don't question uh, Kyrie and Kevin Durant in clutch situations. I mean, you know? I like, I question myself for just being a dummy for like being right, like, yeah. well, Nets Nets are done. What do I What do I need to worry about well, them? I mean, like I, even TJ Warren. Right, we laughed at that. Well, like I basically I, I was mean, like, I was... do I think TJ Warren's coming back? I don't know. How much did he sign for? Minimum? No, I don't think he's coming back. And, and now, <laughs> yeah. and now he's like, he's he's solid. He's, he's contributing. He's yeah. balling. Man, they got and also use man. Just having they're the role getting, player, man. Just having a guy getting, who will get a loose ball and knock down threes, like. But enough like enough with desire. The Seth Seth Curry, <laughs> Joe Harris, alongside, like on paper. So it's a, it's a team on paper, even in the preseason, we can say we expected a lot. We we didn't know how good it would be, but we thought it was a low floor team. We're like, listen, if they get right. 40 games out of Kyrie and 60 games out of Durant, they're going to win a bunch. The, similar mm-hmm. to me, where I feel like a dummy is the Clippers, where I thought the Clippers in the preseason, I'm like, this is a low floor team. Even if Paul George and Kawhi play 20 games together, well, they're going to go 17 and three in those games. So then you just gotta figure it out now. But then we get into the season. They face some hit, some hard times. Norm Powell and Reggie Jackson are sucking. Kawhi's missing games and they're losing. I'm like, oh, I'm done with the Clippers. They're useless. The Clippers have now won ten out of their last twelve when Kawhi plays. The two losses at Philly by five at Orlando in overtime. Yep. It's like all of a sudden the Clippers yeah. are good. Real question: If Clippers played Grizzlies in a seven game series, who would you take right now? Today? Yes. Oof. How f- I take the Clippers. I need to see what the TV schedule is. Is it a? Are we talking a, 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 a Monday, Thursday, Sunday? TV. Is it a two games every other? Because if so, obviously advantage Clippers. Um, no, I st- I still I still stand with my Grizzlies over uh, the Clippers as, as they are currently constructed. I saw another thing that Clippers apparently made a trade five straight trade deadlines um, for a veteran. So that's, that's what I look forward to. Um, Wonder if they'd have any Dylan Brooks, uh, Danny Green in the first interest. Let's. Uh, <laughs> 
let's move on past our worst things to we've got a, a couple of listener submitted questions. Maybe let's just do one. One listener submitted question. The croissant questionnaire. Any questions? Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. Okay, I do want Briggy out there to know we will get to this question, her question soon, but we're going to go down to the more topical question, okay? Yep. Given the current attention-seeking by one-time All-Star Wally Zerbiak regarding Tyrese Halliburton's potential to become an All-Star, what player, past or present, do you think never got their proper due as a one-time only All-Star? Who deserved or deserves their second game? That was from Derry Swindow, which is a maybe post-Star uh, Wars level name. But uh, <laughs> So what one-time All-Star do you guys think got the short shrift? So uh, I think I think there is like a correct answer still playing right now. But, I will say um, I I wanted to say I might have blacked out because I was looking at something else. D- did you, oh, you mention? Me no, did you mention how this question was basically inspired by Wally Zerbiak talking yes. bad about? T- so I think that one I think that's great. That specific thing is hilarious because Wally Zerbiak, Deeply. one of the worst All Stars ever. Yes, Just, not uh, not not worthy. Yeah, like Wally Wally Zerbiak is. In the list of hilariously although, bad all stars, honestly, I can name a lot worse all stars than Wally Zerbiak because, like, um, Tyrone Hill was an all star. Theo Ratliff. So I'm actually looking. It's I'm trying to uh, sort like these guys by uh, only one all star. I mean, Zerbiak averaged 18 and uh, almost 19 points and five rebounds. That's, Again, fine player, fine player, fine player then, in the history of basketball. Though, I, would, I would maintain in my lifetime. He was one of those when he made it. I'm like him, like so. This, well, this question what, for me is like so much easier. If we also, Halliburton, by the way, right now is so much better than than oh Zerbeck ever was. So it's funny yeah. to me to hear Zerbeck talk bad about him. That's all I wanted to say. Um, I, this this would be a much easier question to talk about just who the worst all stars of all time. But no, but I like this one question. Time, but but for for me, I think it's Drew Holiday who only has one. Uh, the worst all stars. No, no, the, the player no. who only has one. There's, only yeah. has one. So, like, I know this guy's going to get more. I, I've, I, I'm searching through these like guys who have just one All Star appearance. Like Bam Adebayo has only one All Star. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's. Good. I don't. I, I think you should like try you, to stick with guys who you don't think who, will get who have, more. Who have played longer? Um, like, because Drew Holiday's was in 2013. I mean, that's a long time ago. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I. And I, I don't I, think uh, he's going to get it. I agree with you a lot. Like Drew Holiday is incredible, and it's wild yeah. he only has one All Star game. I um, think. Go ahead, Chuck. What about Kristaps uh, Porzingis? I think. It feels right to me. Right? Like feels right. It doesn't all-star. feel like I don't feel like I think I, feel like, um, I mean he, I mean he might make an all-star team this year though. Right. <laughs> one all right, so here so here's one that I, I think this guy was really, really good for multiple years, and it feels kind of surprisingly as one. Uh like Jamal Mashburn. Not right. Not oh. an all-time an elite okay. guy, but I think Jamal it, Mashburn very good. Similar player. similar vein, Horace Grant only has one. That feels right to me. I don't know. Okay. Well, here's one. Here's one that doesn't feel. I right might to me, penalize him for um, just being, you know, a, a dynasty guy. Maybe he should get credit for. I, well, did you know, he? Did he know. make one on the? I think the one he made was when he was on the Magic, right? I think Am you're I right. Wrong? After he left the Bulls, um, but I, I'm 
NBA history is not my strongest. Wait, wait, wait. This is a Carolina only made one. This is a two Vlade show. We mentioned Vlade twice. Uh, I think he was uh, like an incredible center. And only Anthony made Mason made the- one. Uh, he only made the yep. one on the, on the Hornets, I think. John um, Starks only made one. And that he feels was right. Only to- for Antonio McDice only made one. McDice was awesome. Real tied. Uh, I can. I'm going to do something that I feel. Like what kind of I'm going with what Keith has been saying, but what feels wrong? Rick Smith's one time feels wrong. Mm. Um, Doc Rivers one time feels wrong. Right? Was Doc Rivers that good? Uh, Doc Jeff, Rivers ever Jeff like Teague one time way too many. Um, Say that again. Jeff Teague <laughs> one time way too many. Uh, Kyle um, Korver one time way too many. Yes. Theo Ratliff one time. <laughs> uh, let's just name all those. <laughs> um, I mean, like we, I think. I'll say we, we talk a lot, obviously, about uh, Mike Conley, you know, who we felt was ignored on the Grizzlies uh-huh. and should have gotten in. Then he got like the Lifetime Achievement Award on the Jazz. Does one, <laughs> I feel like his career is more like he's like a 1.8 or something. Like he should have had like two. It seems unlucky for him not to have two in his career. But Mike Conley, no All Star games feels correct to me. That, that's just now you're just being weird, you're being mm-hmm. controversial. <laughs> you're you're about, you're you're looking um, for rage clicks. This is not a rage click uh, scenario here, John. They can't support England, us anymore. Dalla only has one. Does that feel right to you guys? That's right. Okay. Um, Tyson Chandler only has one. Uh, Does that feel right? All time great name from Fast Break Breakfast show history. We always bring him up. Michael Adams only has one. I don't yeah. know anything about his career other than he pops up in every statistical thing you search for with these wild numbers. Um. I'll tell you one that I was surprised to see on the list, but I think I don't know enough about the era. Uh, Bill Bradley was only a one-time All-Star, and I hear about Bill Bradley all the time. Is that just because of his senatorial career? I, th- I, th- I think so. Was he? Uh, well, I, I, but I feel like I saw him on greatest players list. Is he, and silly is he stuff on the like top that. seventy-five greatest players? Because that yeah, would be, that's what I'm. That's that would what be hard. About. He was. Um, I think it was only because he was a senator at the time. I think the Drew Holiday one's good, but he he could definitely get there. As far as like looking at all these, can I can I nominate someone for their NBA Jam status? Yes, please. I can't <laughs> believe Jeff Warnacek was only a one. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Gugliotta. Yeah, one um, of the oh uh, Googs Scott Styles no, also for NBA Jam status. Kenny Kenny Anderson, who was incredible on NBA Jam, was only, he only made a one all-star? time All Star. Only one. Yeah, that one feels wrong. that feels wrong to me. But he was just such a like I guess his college career kind of like playground the way stuff. I, In playground. my mind, he was Kenyon Martin and, was better than just yeah. one All Star, but I guess he wasn't. But yeah. I think our official answer. I think we I, can we come to a cons- I think it's Drew Holiday, like very clear. I yeah. think I think Drew Holiday because it's 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 very possible he ends up not getting any more. Danny Granger was really awesome for like three he years. Was. He only got one. Yeah, um, that's, that's a good one. But sometimes it takes a second. Like you know, you're 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 really Brandon great. Roy made multiple, right? Um, <laughs> I, I think so. The so Granger suffers from a thing where he got so much better unexpectedly. Where by the right. time he was awesome, then all right, maybe he's rewarded the next year, and then whatever he might miss out because it's a, it's a crowded year. He got for hurt. Reason. Um, I think he got hurt too. I feel, I feel, I feel like George we, we, happened. Oh yeah, big what if guy. 
I felt like yeah, we did as, as, as good as we possibly could have uh, on this question. Thanks for the question. If you have a question out there you want answered as part of the show or as one of our Millennial Brunch um, bonus hangouts, which may or may not happen before the new year rolls over, we're, we're going to we'll, we'll put something in the Slack or post it on Patreon.com slash Breakfast if we can work out a time in the next couple of days to get December's in. Um, in years past, we've done a makeup in January because the holiday time is obviously very crazy, even when your pipes don't freeze. So, um, <laughs> Anyway, if you want to get involved with that, you want to play in Pickle Pick'em. A new month starts, obviously, January, uh, and you want to support the show, get involved on the Slack. The only way to do it, patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. All right, it's now time for the awards segment of the program, the International Stack House of Pancakes Award, given each week's the worst performance in a box score. Got a few honorable mentions. Desmond Bain, Tim Hardaway Jr., 2 for 13. Jalen Brunson, 3 for 14. Jordan Poole, R.J. Barrett, uh, 6 for 21. Jordan Poole again, 7 for 22. Clay Thompson, 8 for 25. And also, by the way, Emmanuel Quickly was 5 for 21, but was saved by having 15 assists. Here are the three nominees we will be choosing between as they occurred chronologically over the past this is like nine, 10 days or so. Jordan Poole is on a bit of a heater. It's only a good game against the Grizzlies. Make it stop. <laughs> um, Jordan Poole, in a humiliating loss to the Nets, was four for 17 from the field for 13 points, one rebound, two assists, two steals, seven turnovers, and one personal foul. Anthony Simons, in a loss to the Nuggets, was six for 22. He had 14 points, one assist, one no one rebound, three assists, two turnovers, four personal fouls. And then Scary Terry Rozier in a loss to the Trailblazers. You know it. Two for 17 hey, with now. seven points, four rebounds, six assists, two turnovers, and one personal foul. I think, I think we can toss aside Anthony Simons. His six for 22 is disgusting but i think you can toss all non-scary nominees i will say scary terry's two for 17 normally would be a slam dunk because that's awful i would just like to re-emphasize and i have no ulterior motives or i'm not bringing any baggage to this situation i would emphasize that jordan Poole going four for 17 and having seven turnovers is Whoa. outrageous yeah four for 17 and seven turnovers against two assists is it enough to overcome a two for 17 where you have seven points, six assists, two turnovers? I don't know. But I don't want to blow past how horrible Jordan Poole's game uh, is. It's uh, scary, Terry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's Terry Rozier. <laughs> I mean, I hate Jordan Poole too. Think he sucks. It's scary, Terry. Okay. Yeah. That game. I, that was one of the, that was one of the ones, like, every once in a while we have to throw out the, the eye shop signal. Just to be like, hey, 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 look at this. Yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was yeah. one that, was that elicited yeah. it. Yeah. It's true. That's Remember true. Remember when I used to say Terry Rozier was an approximation of Kemba Walker? Uh, yeah. Now that's no. the case, but <laughs> yeah, it's just not in a good way. I mean, now, Rozier's he's, like, he's Rozier's the guy, awfulness. honestly, is someone going to trade for him? I mean, free Terry Rozier? He's like, a, he's, he's not terrible. 
You don't want him to oh, be yeah, bad. You don't want him to be your one. You don't. You don't want him to be your. like one go-to. He can't guy. run your team. No. He can't run your team, but he could give you like solid. But minutes, the Horn. I mean, the Horn. The sure. Hornets are a weird team where like when the Hornets are there, they're kind. Of, they're good, and it's like it's it's painful when you you're like you look at the Hornets record and a team loses to the Hornets and then you're like oh but they actually have Lamella Ball and Gordon Hayward tonight. They're a totally different team. Um, Gordon Hayward one time All Star seems right. Seems another. seems wrong actually. Feels right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was so good, right. man. He was so good. That Kar- is true. Karolinko only having one actually upsets me a little bit. Um, Maybe that's the real answer, but we got to move on. <laughs> uh, anyways, congratulations. Um, I'm going to vote for Jordan Poole, but still uh, Terry Regier two, by a two to one vote. You are yeah. this week's International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award winner. Par fadeaway, gentlemen. What things are you looking forward to in the coming week? Well, the Heat just put away the Lakers. The Lakers are bad. They, I think, turned the ball over 27 times in one game. Um, it, it was awful. It was a schedule loss. Uh, poor LeBron. I, uh, but now the Heat are going on a West Coast road trip. They got to play Jokic, which I don't know if you guys remember. Didn't go too well for a certain Heat player last year. He decapitated a Morris twin, and uh, he couldn't play anymore for the rest of the season. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Wait, how is this they the, look. Is this the first matchup since the incident? No, they came They came and played in Miami. Oh, it was like right um, afterwards they did. Yeah, 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 it was shortly thereafter. But now this is our first time going back there. We'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, I, I'm worried. This is a make or break time for the Heat. They're a game over 500. And if they come back from this road trip battered and bruised, which sometimes you do when you go on the road, then I'm not sure if this season is salvageable. They are sixth place right now. So uh, I could be absolutely wrong, but this could be uh, one of those uh, road trips that destroys a team. But they did look good last night, and they have looked good in the previous matchup. So uh, even though they lost to the Pacers on the day before Christmas. So we'll see what, what happens, but I'm looking forward to watch some NBA Heat West Coast late night games. Unless someone talks me out of this, I am going to make a New Year's Day sojourn to see the Grizzlies play the Kings. But also on that day, Oof. I will watch. I know, dude. It's the day. It's a day after they play the Pelicans. What? I'm very curious on what does a team's performance looks look like playing Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. It feels like an abnormal home home back to back. But I guess the Grizzlies will have that challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm considering trying to do both games. I have to do some fancy footwork with the family. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I would like to see both games. I know I'm going to do the Kings because. I love the Kings. I don't the Kings know why. Are, it's been years man, of this. The Kings, um, just firepower, man. The offense is fun. I mean, the Pelicans, yeah. I want to see the Pelicans because just Zion is the truth, man. The best play. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, it's just weird. But um, also on New Year's Day, non-Grizzlies, uh, Nuggets Celtics. Hell yes. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Nuggets were one paltry fourth quarter away from really rising to the top, it felt like. Uh, in the in the West, just basically taking care of business because all of a sudden, um, Jamal Murray looks back. So Jamal Murray doesn't play in the loss. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. played in a back to back, and is just drilling the shots again. Um, I'm terrified of the Nuggets. So I would take the Nuggets over the Grizzlies in a seven game series right now, John. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think the the Nuggets have a um, claim to best team. Uh, oh mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's. Oh, uh, no. Who Chuck? You mentioned this. You texted earlier. Um, I guess I'm my part fade away. We we can we can shoehorn it in. You texted earlier talking about like what's going on in the West and just who is good. 
in the West. I just am, I don't know who actually is good. I know who's actually good in the East. And there's like four teams that I would five teams I would consider to be good. Everybody else is kind of like, all, all right, right, whatever. Well, here, I don't know who the good teams are. There's in a lot the of West parody, West. obviously. Right. On any given night, if the Jazz are playing at home, they're probably going to win. Um, if right. the Timberwolves are playing at home, they're also pro- probably going to win. Most of these teams, like, speaking of me being a dummy, like, th- well, the team maybe I was the most wrong about was the Thunder. I thought even if they didn't do shenanigans, even if they didn't shut down Shea, I was like, I don't see the talent. I don't see the talent level enough for them to compete. I don't think just Shea's enough. But, like, Poku's become usable. Uh, Dort yeah. has become a better player. Jalen Williams is ready to play just right out of the box. Yeah. Giddy's been solid. Like, they're, just, they're getting the Kenrich Williams contributions. And, like, this team is competitive, and they're solid. And when they're fully healthy. But, but, but they are 12th. But they are. So they're, oh. so they're 12th. Um, here's my breakdown. Uh, I'm ready to do a, I'm ready to, I'm ready to rank the West. Let's here, here, let's say the West teams and you just say, we, we can all say if they're good or not. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll here, I'll start from the bottom. Okay. Rockets. No, bad. No. no. Spurs. No, no. Yeah. Hell no. Lakers. No, no. Bad. Thunder. No, no. no. Timberwolves. No, no, no. Warriors at home. No. Yeah. Yes. Where's your good on the road? Warriors, no. Warriors, they're the first team to be this far into the season to have the best road record, the best home record, and the worst road record. The best, yes. Now, I the, called this. The Warriors I are good. The early. Warriors are. The Warriors are. Wasn't there like a Bulls year where they started five hundred or something? Or yeah. there's a maybe a Heatles year that was. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Or a kid. Here, I'm gonna put together my NBA history right one time. A Shaq and Kobe year where. Uh, like the Lakers, you know, started <laughs> sure. off mediocre, just, but then hung through the playoffs. Um, just point, their it. point differential is poor. Their, yep. uh, their, their, their defense looks bad. Poor. They score a bunch of points, but they also can't stop anybody. Warriors um, are overrated. They can still. stop the Grizzlies. I'm going to say they the have Warriors. had huge national TV games that have inflated an otherwise yeah. paltry performance. They show up on national TV and win. And for me, that's at this point, good enough. I think for, that's for, for the defending champ, that's yeah. good enough for me. Um, I, all right. Jazz. No, no. Um, trailblazers. Yes. No. Trailblazers are not good. I like the, I like the blazers. Um, the, I, I mean, do you, do you think the trailblazers are, are going to finish with a better record than the warriors? Cause I'll I take it. will be ish. I'll take that action. Let's do it. I've, I've not won a single bet in the history of on air bets show. of fast break breakfast. You have to take a mayonnaise bath, I believe. For I last delegated that. To... I'm still waiting. Mm, okay, um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about the Mavericks? A team I was basically down on. I feel like they're pretty good. Yes. I've, they are the I league's top half court offense team. One thing well, with the Grizzlies are terrible at. I still never want the Grizzlies and Mavericks to play a playoff series against each other. Good Lord, no. Um, I think the, Maver- the Kings. Are the Kings good? No. I'm going to say the I'm Kings. putting my cutoff. I'm putting my cutoff at, at Warriors and Mavs being good. I'm saying the Kings are not good. They're they're They can make the playoffs. They're respectable, but I'm, I'm yeah. going to assign my good label to, I think, seven teams in the West, I, which I, is all the I rest think, of them, which I haven't said yet. Um, I think that offense is good, but that defense is awful. So sure. I'm going to say 
not. They're that, not. They needed that win so bad against the Nuggets um, that they got. They did. Uh, Suns, I think, are good. The Suns are going yes. through a thing right now. Yes. No Devin Booker for a month. Going to be hard. That's wild. Uh, Clippers, unfortunately, I think they might be yes. good. The yeah, Grizzlies are good. They're going through a thing terrible. right now. Awful. Um, just not making, not making three no. quarters. Uh, the Nuggets are, are good, and the Pelicans. <laughs> Pelicans are good. Yeah, I think there are seven How good, good teams. I think I think there are seven good teams in the West. I think they are all not as good as I don't know. Do we put them all on par with the Cavaliers, the Bucks, the Nets, the Celtics, and the Sixers? Is there that much parity where, where there's take, like eleven teams? That I are think. Kind of- I think. I think the Sixers, if they were in the West, I mean, I mean, record wise, I think they would be. No, no. If they're in the West, they would be the like the favorite to come out the, the Grizzlies and Sixers have the same record they do you are welcome However, Philadelphia for us helping you do that right I think if you take Boston Cleveland John you got Boston it. took you a second yeah. you got it <laughs> I yeah, got yeah. there <laughs> Milton related so the top five I think I would take the top five honestly the top five in the east uh-huh. uh head to head against in a seven game series against anybody in the west I think that's a fair opinion to have I, I put so, them I put them more as equal where I'm all like these teams are all really really good I would shade the I would shade the Celtics over everybody um I think they're the yeah, best yes. team I despite, think the Celtics the Nets and the Bucks might all be better than any team in the West so those three that's for what Chuck sure. is saying and again that wouldn't yeah. stun me um you know but like, I think the Cavs I think the Cavs uh the Cavs and the Sixers are also like I'm taking them against the Nuggets. Probably hmm. against any other team. Any it's other. It's funny that any, we're having to. There is such a huge drop off in quality after the Sixers, and I am talking about your Miami Heat. Yeah, no, it is. It's staggering. Yeah. Well, once we get Whereas the West is just a log jam. Right, but I, I I'm interested in in what's going to happen in the West because historically throughout the history of the show, the West has been a powerhouse you know dominant you know super what? force. I resent Chuck for making this prolonged discussion happen at the end of the show. So I'm also going to throw in that I think the Nick the Knicks are better than the Heat. They might be. They're they're right there. I was about to say the, the one thing that the, the team I feel the least confident about of those is like is like the Mavericks. But I saw something. I don't know if it's no, true. No, they're awesome. They're awesome. The Mavericks when Reggie Bullock scores four points. When Reggie Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? When Reggie on, Bullock you is able to talk to somebody about this to score <laughs> healthy four points. Keep, ba- this is not a tweet. They're basically Keith. unbeatable. Um, no, they are. Uh, actually, the Keith this is a tweet. Go tweet it now. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just eyeballing this. I'm saying there's something like twenty and four when he manages to score four points. More than four. I think four is the cutoff. Uh, and they suck when Unreal. he can't. But it's amazing because like he plays. The dude starts. He plays a lot. And if he isn't literal garbage, they're one of the best teams. So it's uh, that's their fun barometer for uh, the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if you're in Memphis, don't miss Lizzo bringing the special tour to FedEx Forum on April 26th. By the way, did you know the special <laughs> tour? It's spelled tour T-O-U-R. I had no idea until I saw it on TV. The special tour is coming. Lizzo, get your tickets now uh, with special guest Lotto uh, at the FedEx Forum box office. Um, T-O-U-R? Did I say it wrong? T-O-U-R. You said it wrong. Two. Okay, got you. Got you. Okay. (laughs) I'm losing it. 
The number is two. Is this a two-hour show? Oh, we you did are. Two-hour two show. Hour show. <laughs> Anyways, if you want to support our show, do that at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being TNG. Fab break, break, man. You understand? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.